Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Amrensi. Level three has begun. Rick Saratella is going to step up and in. And, you know, Rick Saratella uh, founded the NFL Draft Bible and stuff. And, you know, normally we just used to talk scout players and take a look at the NFL Draft props and stuff like that. Now Rick always comes in with hot takes. So we'll see what he brings to the table tonight. All right, it's like hot take Rick. (laughs) We got to get him. Seriously, he always comes firing in. A couple of weeks ago, he was attacking Caleb Williams for crying. Um, there's always something. He's got like on a weekly basis, he's got some sort of thing. What's ever grinding his gears? But hey, we're here for it. <laughs> we're 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 here for it. Yeah, it's, it's too peaceful, right? It's too too peaceful all the time. People just talk. Oh, I like this. I like that. It's good to argue with people once in a while. Uh, so yeah, Rick Saratella is going to step up, and in, uh, the Lobos are getting it done against Toledo. It's thirty-eight thirty-one right now with a minute left in the first half. They're minus five and a half point favorites. The game of the night right now, Marquette are up a 10 spot on Kansas. And it's pretty crazy because the in-game total got all the way up to like 170 and a half in this game. And it's currently 147 and a half uh, right now at the half. 38-28. Wow. Talk about low, low scoring for the Kansas Jayhawks. The Jayhawks offense just hit a wall. Uh in this game. The Jayhawks are getting three and a half points. Marquette are minus three and a half. Uh, Kansas, if you think they can come back on the money line, they're plus uh, 205 uh, right now. So, yeah, Rick Saratel is going to step up and in. We'll talk NFL football and more uh, with uh, Rick. Countdown to kickoff is on. We were just talking about some of these epic college football games um, this week. Now, let's be real. It all starts off with Michigan and Ohio State, not only because it is as big as it gets, but it also is at uh, noon Eastern time. So uh, the Michigan Wolverines have beaten um, Ohio State the last two times that they played. And shout out to everybody joining us on SiriusXM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. I am Arancy. We're kicking it uh, here. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on the game. Uh, the game. And in fact, actually, despite me being the Michigan Wolverine that, uh, that I am, tomorrow night we've got an Ohio State Buckeye on the program. Devere Posey's going to join us. Uh, Devere Posey's going to step up and in. Um, Ohio State, uh, Buckeye, he had a great career with Ohio State. Played with uh, in the Terrell Pryor uh, era. Um, played with the Houston Texans, third-round pick of the Houston Texans. So, yeah, Devere Posey's going to join us tomorrow night. we got to get a Michigan Wolverine on the show before the end of the week. But the problem is it's a freaking holiday. i got to tip my cap to the Buckeyes here. <laughs> you know? I'm like I was like, man, you know, it's Thanksgiving, so like we, we're on we're on Thursday, but it's not really sports rage. It's like a special Thanksgiving in game live, uh, all that type stuff. We'll we'll have some guests on, but you know, it's Thursday, it's a holiday. So I told the dude, I said, listen, we can you know Thursday, Friday is kind of weird because it's a holiday and stuff. I said, you want to rock on Wednesday? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, Buckeye Nation, baby. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, here we go. But this way, anybody can't say I'm biased, which which I'm not. I always have Ohio State guys on, actually. Um, I want to get Jumbo Elliott on, but uh, Jumbo doesn't want to. Jumbo's a good guy. He doesn't like doing uh, media stuff, though. He likes tweeting. <laughs> he likes tweeting. He doesn't like doing. He sent me a message. He goes, go blue. But I, I, I just, you know. 
because I just, you know, I'm not, I don't do that, uh, do that stuff. Uh, he said something about uh, he had a throat issue or something, but uh, we wish him the best. Good guy. So, um, yeah, we're fired up for this game. And, uh, you know, Ohio State are playing their best football right now. Like, when you watched Ohio State play against Penn State, you saw they were as offensively challenged as Penn State were. We saw them play, and people were like, oh, they beat Notre Dame. Whatever, dude. Notre Dame are, you know, Notre Dame are okay, right? They're not elite. They're okay. They're tier two, right? So the win against Notre Dame isn't so spectacular or anything like that. They didn't really look great. They won the game 14-10. They stopped. Notre Dame should have won the game. They didn't score on the goal line. But so when, when watching that, watching that was like, well, you know, when you see this, Michigan looked like the better football team. This isn't. This is not peak Ohio State football, right? They, you know, Marvin Harrison would save them with a with a big play here, a big play there. They would just sort of get by. Now, Ohio State are are clicking on all cylinders, and what the big difference is is Henderson. I'm telling you, they got a ground game going now. They didn't have a ground game. They haven't. You know, it's the thing with Ohio State. They're normally a pretty physical football team. I mean, they used to push Michigan around, right, in the trenches. You know, with their big, you know, the Bosa's and the big defensive linemen that they had and stuff, and their pounding ground attack. They got, you know, Ohio State got a little finesse and a pass-happy team. And quite frankly, Ohio State's defense hasn't been as good in the last couple of years as their standard, right? They get by by scoring points. I think their defense is better now. I think they got the ground game going. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. This is a dangerous-ass game for the Michigan Wolverines. It really is. Like, it's only Tuesday, and I'm already thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a long week thinking about this one, getting ready for this. And, oh, yeah, Coach Harbaugh's not there. Let's roll. Let's do this thing. Maui Wowie style. This is Sports Rage. The All-State Maui Invitational going on. I am Gable Morenci. The second half has begun. Marquette up a uh, 10 spot on the Kansas uh, Jayhawks. Let's do this thing. The pitch, the players, the hustles, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. Joining us on the late-night anger management class is the mightier 1090 ESPN radio in the house. We've got a lot of stuff to unpack. Rick Saratella is going to join us in a couple of minutes. We've got a lot of football talk, uh, but we'll keep you up to date with the, uh, the college uh, basketball uh, we've got. Uh, we'll, we'll get into. Um, we'll get into some Major League Baseball uh, tonight. Matt Canada is out uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, although I'm not sure it really makes a difference at this point in time. We'll get you caught up to date with the updated point spreads, Thanksgiving football, but it is of course rivalry week, and everybody's getting fired up for the Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio State uh, Buckeye game. Could there be any more drama surrounding uh, this football game? They're both 11 and 0. The most storied rivalry in college of football. You have two undefeated teams. If you know, there's I don't know if there's a guarantee. Last year, Ohio State got in despite the fact that they lost to the Michigan Wolverines. I don't know if that happens this year. And I don't think Michigan's schedule has been impressive enough for them really to get in if they lose this game on their home field and then you throw in the controversy around Harbaugh, I think you can make an argument that the committee would be happy to see Michigan just sort of go away, lose, and then they could sort of justify it moving forward. And I think you could say the same thing about the Florida State Seminoles. The Florida State Seminoles, the team that everybody wants to dismiss right now and somehow just say, you know what? You're not going to be good enough without Jordan Travis. How do we know? At this point, I'm almost pulling for FSU to run the table just to shut people up. Now, is it a devastating blow? Yes, but you have to give them the benefit of the doubt until they lose. The college football playoff rankings came out again. So far, so good. So what? It doesn't matter. We're going to play the damn games. Let's roll. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Tuesday, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Good Radio and Television Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. Countdown to Thanksgiving kickoff is on, uh, but uh, we're still dealing with the leftovers of Monday night uh, football. And it's amazing how quickly people will turn on a player or on a team. And people have completely turned on Travis Kelsey. People have turned on the Kansas City Chiefs because they lost to the second-best team in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's bring in Rick Saratella. There's a lot of football to break down. Rick, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? Gabe, what's happening? Happy to serve up some gravy here on Thanksgiving weekend. I would say the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the National Football League. We saw that in the Super Bowl last year. I do believe that. And I do believe Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. So there you go for some hot takes out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like 30 seconds in, and you're already dropping bombs on me here. I didn't see this coming. (laughs) I didn't see this coming. First things first, Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year, not Philadelphia. And until Philadelphia. With a little help from their friends. With a little help from their friends. Yeah, Yeah, and how did Philadelphia get to the Super Bowl? Because Brock Purdy got hurt in the game. I mean, I don't want. Let's you know. This has already been debated and gone over and over and over. But I'll put it this way: I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. Yeah. The Bills beat the Cowboys the year after in the regular season. So what? You know what I'm saying? They got their ass handed them in the Super Bowl, and ooh, they got revenge. They played them the next year, and they did beat them in the regular season. Doesn't you know what I mean? But I'm not dismissing the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles uh, are a super dangerous team. But let's be real. If Valdez Scantling catches that football, I mean, which he should have, then we're not talking about this conversation isn't being had. We're talking about how Philadelphia can't could've. be Kansas City. Right. And if they kept Tyreek Hill and, and and it wasn't Marquez Valdez Scantling, then it's a touchdown, right? But they got themselves in a salary cap situation. They had to turn the uh, – roster over and when you have the what i would call the best and the second best quarterback in the nfl uh the difference just like any other nfl team that dominates uh is built from the inside out and the eagles have a superior offensive line they have a superior defensive line they have better big play weapons now the chiefs did a great job shutting down aj brown yesterday but uh, the Eagles can slice and dice you. They can beat you in a lot of different ways. They have guys like Devonta Smith. They have guys like Dallas Goddard. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts, you see what he can do. They get that that rumbling uh, 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 Philadelphia brotherly love push going on. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's going to be tough to beat. Even with Jalen Hurts hurting, they're going to be tough to beat. I can't – I'm not going to dispute the Philadelphia Eagles are a great football team. And – if they don't win the Super Bowl, they're going to start to be in that conversation with the Buffalo Bills, actually, of being one of the greatest teams not to win. Because the Eagles have been dominant. This has been a year and a half plus of just sheer, sheer dominance. But the Buffalo Bills were dominant for, I don't know, six, seven years. They didn't win, right? And you look back on it, one of the greatest teams not to win. The Eagles, to me... This is their year. This is it. But I wouldn't dismiss Kansas City because they lost this football game. And 
As good as Jalen Hurts is, I think it's a stretch to say that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I don't know. I'd go back and check the videotape on that one, Gabe. But uh, I will say uh, Philadelphia. Mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen the videotape. Mahomes has been in the league and is one of the most successful quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. Jalen Hurts has had a good year and a half and hasn't won anything. Well, well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, listen, I'm I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes hasn't had a better career. I'm just saying if I had to play a ball game today, tomorrow, uh, give me Jalen Hurts to win one game right now. Jalen Hurts is playing at a higher level. He's been playing at a higher level for the past two years. And Jaylen, I think you saw that. I wouldn't say he's been playing at a higher level for the last two years. Uh, he has. Yeah, Gabe, before, the injury, before he went down, if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't get injured at the end of last year, he wins the MVP, they win the Super Bowl, Okay, nobody's going to cry over spill. Look, he got hurt. Okay, he's been playing better this year than Patrick Mahomes, no, and he's been doing it through injury. And if I had, if I had to start a franchise, if I had to start a franchise, if I had to start a franchise today, give me Jalen Hurts over Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. But you can't, you can't have it both ways and say like, if Patrick Mahomes, bro, had AJ Brown, Jalen Smith. Uh, excuse me, uh, DeAndre yeah, Swift. And Travis Kelsey, yeah, yeah, yeah he had those Yeah, and guys. you know what he did? Yeah, and you know what he did? He won with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. he just won without Tyreek Hill last year as well. Well, uh, so, here's what I say. I think no, I no, actually... No, 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 hold on. You had your turn. You had your turn. You pumped yeah. up Jalen Hurts. Okay, you're saying he's better. You can't have it both ways. Who the hell is Mahomes throwing it to this year? Who does he have right. on that football team? So you're telling me... You don't think that Jalen Hurts is aided and abetted by having arguably the best offensive line in the National Football League, by being surrounded by De- Devontae Smith, by A.J. Brown, by Dallas Goddard, and having one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Well, Patrick Mahomes is running around there throwing to a 36-year-old Kelsey that's thinking about uh, Taylor Swift half the time. right? Like, they don't have anybody. So I wouldn't like this whole, like, oh, Mahomes is, like, done or anything like that. That's, like, a little excessive. And, and I'll tell I, you what, I, like, I, we're not even in the I, month of December yet. We're not even in the month of December yet. No one's won. Like, the Chiefs are still the, the kings, bro. Hey, like, all I'm like, saying I, is I, Jalen Hurts no, can run you, around a little bit, too. He throws a better deep ball than Patrick Yeah, so Mahomes. can Lamar Jackson. So can Lamar Jackson. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of quarterbacks in the NFL having good years. You know what I mean? Jalen Hurts is one I, of them. He's on a really I, good football I, I, team. I think, I, think, I think Jalen Hurts throws a better ball. I'm sorry. Then who? Did Patrick, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes? Correct. All right. Um, Rick Saratella dropping, uh, dropping his, his hot take opinions here. I, I, I would say this is a belief shared by a lot of people that uh, watch – football i don't think that there's too many people that believe that jalen hurts is better than patrick mahomes a better throw I think right now right now he's on a hot team he wanted he he won a game last night because valdez scantling dropped a pass at the end of the game rick like you're acting like mahomes and the chiefs are like two and eight or something like that and the the eagles did you watch this like who won the super bowl last year who won when they played against i'm not even a chief fan as I stated yeah. during the game last night, I don't like either of these teams. Eagle fans, well, and you're not an I, Eagle I, fan, I, but people talk like the Eagles have accomplished something. When they haven't accomplished Jack, they lost in the Super Bowl and cried about it after. Leave out the part that Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers were playing with a four-string quarterback off the street against them. And now they rack up a bunch of wins, but let's not give them, oh yeah, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Patrick Mahomes is arguably the greatest quarterback ever to play in the NFL, Rick. That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm a little bit taken aback. And, and, and all I'm saying is Andy Reid has been there for about a decade. This is, what, Nick Sariani's third year. They went to the playoffs in the first year. They went to the Super Bowl in the second year. This is really Jalen Hurts' second season as a full-time starter. And all I'm saying is his best football is ahead of him. So let's just wait until both of their careers are over and we'll see where the cookies crumble. I actually think the Eagles team last year was better than the Eagles team this year, for what it's worth. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. They're sort of like Georgia. I think Philadelphia's building, right? They're building towards the Super Bowl. They'll be judged whether they're better or worse, like whether whether they win or not. Things are looking good for them right now. I like them. Listen, I trust the Eagles more than I do. 
the the Detroit Lions, right? Because I think the Lions, the Lions, the Lions haven't beaten anybody. The Lions haven't beaten anybody. Not the Eagles. The Eagles really don't play anybody ever, really. Anyways, right? Who are the Eagles? The La- that's one it's, thing, Rick. No, no one's going to dispute that. Last year, no, I know this is their first real win, and now we're going to okay. see. We're going to learn more about the Eagles now over the next month. They actually play well, some real teams. They just beat the Chiefs. They play the Bills. They got the 49 I don't know, I don't know what else you have to see. I don't know what else you have to see. I, I believe. What, the, you're, you're all sold, D.D.? So you think the Eagles are a slam dunk to win a... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Twisted Tuesday continues. Rick Steratel is getting all crazy like he did a couple of weeks ago uh, once again. This seems to be a common theme uh, with him. He's anointed Jalen Hurts, the king of the NFL. The Eagles are the unbeatable force and are the greatest team ever that haven't won a Super Bowl. Okay. They haven't won, but I guess that's, well, that's kind of out. a little thing that matters, kind of, right? Like, uh, well, what do we, like we said, bro, the Yeah, I know. It's like you said, them winning this well, game against the Chiefs doesn't make up for, like, losing the Super Bowl, bro. Like I said, I'm a Bills fan. We beat the Cowboys the next year after we got I didn't say it the does. Super Bowl. Who cares? I didn't say it does. I just said, give me a game to win today or tomorrow. Give me Jalen Hurts, and he'll prove it in the Super Bowl, I guess. And then you'll then, then you'll be a believer. If we had equal talent on both sides, like I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts, bro. Like there's not like a uh, then Jalen Hurts. Like well, I don't know. Nick Saban took uh, <laughs> Nick Saban took two over Jalen Hurts. So we've already seen this uh, before, but that's another story. So like I said, I'm I like I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not here to bash Jalen Hurts, but I would take Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts if I had a had a choice um, in a one game in a one game setting. And they just played in a one-game setting in a Super Bowl. So, but Jalen Hurts gets uh, Josh and Allen. Jalen Hurts, and, and good thing for Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts didn't get the ball back one last drive. Okay, let's go. What's the All next right. topic? What, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? So you you really believe so the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl? You're just you're just locked in. Like you keep no, going no, back. I mean, give, up, I give up on them and, and a penalty and stuff like that, bro. But they are a good well, football team, but I wouldn't I, crowd I would their ass. I, I would say they're probably the favorites right now. The, the, the Philadelphia Eagles? Correct. They're co-favorites. There's three co-favorites. They all have the same odds. The San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs are all plus 450 uh, right now. Which I would argue San Francisco is a little bit overpriced. I think Philadelphia should be ranked higher than San Francisco. I wouldn't dispute that. I think they're the number one ranked team in the NFC. And even though KC lost last night, everybody else in the AFC still has to beat them. And I'm not going to dispute it. KC have a ton of flaws. Their defense is awesome. Offensively, they're they're bad. I mean, I mean, who would have imagined they have 5.9 points per game in the second half, lowest in the NFL? That was mind blowing to actually let that settle in. That they've scored least points in the second half than any other team in the NFL, uh, Kansas City. But they get home field advantage, Rick, 
Suddenly it becomes two games, bro, and you don't have to be great. You just got to win two games and you get into the Super Bowl, and then it's a one-game situation. I don't know if anybody in the AFC can really knock them off. We've seen it time and time. I don't know. I think Baltimore. I I buy into Baltimore, Rick, but my quick counterpoint is Baltimore choke in the playoffs every year. They Lamar has had very little success in the playoffs. Well, I agree with that. And at some point, that chip on the shoulder, you know, I go back to his interview on NFL Draft Day with Deion Sanders, and he carries around a chip on his shoulder. Harbaugh's been there and done that. And Roquan Smith is a great leader on the defensive side of the ball. So I do think, like, if you were to ask me who is the team that's capable, I think Baltimore, you know, always has a tough defense. I would agree. I know I would agree. Like, I, I think Baltimore could. I was sort of buying in that Jacksonville could go in there and just sort of run the ball and play physical. Very hot and cold. Yeah, very hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. But I I totally agree. Listen, Kansas City, they're inconsistent. They're they're beatable, bro, but they've been beatable for the last damn years, man. The Bills had them on the ropes, right, in the 13 seconds, and they escaped. The Eagles could have, should have, would have. Yeah, if we didn't get that, yeah, well, whatever. Right? That's the whole thing. They're like a fighter that just finds that way all the time. And then after, you're like, man, we landed more body shots, we landed more headshots, but we lost. And it seems to just be a common theme. But I do feel, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I do believe, I am not disagreeing that the Eagles are the team to beat even. But I'm not ready to crown them yet. Like, they've got to actually do this and pull it off before I'm going to say this. Miami are kind of flaky. I don't trust Miami in bad weather if they went into Kansas City. Cincinnati have fallen apart. Cleveland have been really spirited, but they don't have enough without the quarterback, which leads me to my Buffalo Bills. If the Bills can get hot somehow and turn this around at the right time, they're super dangerous, right? They've they've always been sort of that, oh, they're the team to beat, and they couldn't handle the pressure. Maybe now, Rick, coming in the back door and crashing the party will be a little bit different, but it has to start somewhere. And the Bills haven't had a nice win since they beat the Dolphins. So they get the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about both teams. The Eagles smash the Bills. Then they're that juggernaut right now. Bills win this game. Bills get a little confidence back, man, and they're right back in this picture again. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about this, I think, uh, on last week's show about the Bills playing up or down to their opponents. So I do expect this to be an evenly contested matchup. Uh, hey, Josh Allen looked like he bounced back a little bit last week with the uh, offensive coordinator change. You know, my my concern there, like Stephon Diggs, where is his head at mentally? Are him and Josh Allen on the same page? And if they're not, who's going to step up and be that other weapon? Is Gabe Davis going to be consistent? Is the running game going to be consistent? What about the secondary? Those are my concerns about the Buffalo Bills. But I do think Josh Allen is a guy, is a quarterback, one of few that can put a team on his back and carry them. And maybe Buffalo uh, has a first-round home field game, and it is Buffalo and Kansas City once again. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, As long as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes are around, those two are going to meet each other often, I believe, in the playoffs. Because let's be honest, it's a quarterback league. Uh, There's only about 10 to 12 actually really good quarterbacks, and Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes are three of the best. I think the big, the biggest concern for the Buffalo Bills, I believe personally coming into the game against the Eagles, is the Bills' defense. Will they able to be able to stop Jalen Hurts? Will they be able to stop the Eagles' ground game? You know, the Bills' defensive injuries have caught up to them. Offensively, they've been inconsistent. But, I, you know, they play up or down to the level of competition to Bills. So, the Bills are playing a good team, and the other team is scoring. They can score, but it doesn't mean that they can get a stop. I'm not concerned about Josh Allen. I'm not concerned about, about Diggs. Or I'm not concerned about the Bills' offense actually coming into this game. I think, they're gonna, I think there's going to be a track meet. I think both teams are going to put points up on the board. The question is, can Buffalo come up with the stops to stop Philadelphia? Philadelphia have so many freaking weapons. And one thing I will annoy, Philadelphia have the best GM in the league. 
I mean, this guy's just so aggressive by attacking everything all the time, right? I mean, man, in Buffalo were in tough. And I'll tell you, what's crazy, Rick, is uh, the numbers come down. The betting market is buying in on Buffalo. It was three and a half after last night's game. It's sitting at three right now everywhere. Yeah, I thought I thought Buffalo bounced back a little bit. I, I will say, like you know, the one thing where the Eagles do have a competitive advantage, it feels like, is with the with the tush push because really they're playing four down football. They're allowed an extra down. You know, a third and short is really like second and short because it's almost like a no brainer that they're going to go for it on fourth down. And they're like ninety nine. <laughs> they're like ninety percentile with. You know what's fascinating about that, Rick? I was watching it last night, and I noticed behind, you know, they, so it's this big, oh, they push from behind. Kenneth Gainwell is one of the guys pushing from behind. A.J. Brown is the other one. Yeah. And Johnson. And so they have a tight end, but it's interesting. They have like a, they have Gainwell and, and a running back, so it's not like they're stacking, you know what I mean, of 15 elephants back there, right? It's kind of, it, you know. It's amazing. It's amazing. If it's you Kelsey watch, that gets it do. done, Rick. It's him, man. That center, he gets so freaking oh. low, man. It's unbelievable. Kelsey, but AJ Brown actually comes on the side and bear yeah, hugs yeah, hurts yeah, on yeah, the side, right. right? And it's 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 like a four man push, and it's unbelievable. They've actually ran backfield uh, formations where Devonta Smith, all hundred and sixty seven pounds of them, comes in as a lead blocker because he's just that nasty and physical. Like if you ever watch Devonta Smith block. This guy gets after it. Like, they've put him in as a fullback, believe it or not. They get creative back there in Philadelphia. All right, we've only got like two minutes uh, left. Um, We used to talk uh, draft picks. Now it turns into a weekly debate with Saratella here. Uh, He drops (laughs) bombs. He fires bullets. We'll have have plenty Uh, of time. We'll have plenty of time. That's that's all good. So we got about a minute and a half here. But speaking of which, this is a combination of the draft. The game of the week this week, we got the Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio State Buckeyes. The stakes could not be any higher. It's unbelievable. They're both 11-0. And as far as NFL draft uh, is concerned, I mean, Marvin Harrison's unbelievable. To me, what you know, I think Michigan should be concerned about is not only that Ohio State are pissed, that it's been two years in a row, but is that uh, Henderson is healthy again in the backfield. They've got the ground game going right now. Most of the year... It was like, man, we're in fourth. It's fourth and three, and if we don't get this. We're going to lose. But they, you know, Harrison gets open. Now Henderson is back, and they've got that ground game going. Ohio State are playing their best football coming into this game uh, right now. No hardball. What's your pick? Who do you think wins? Wow, I'm going to go Michigan here. I just think they're the more talented team. It's a shame Harbaugh is not going to be on the sideline for this grudge match. But if you look at uh, the quarterbacks. Ohio State quarterback has actually been playing good McCord over the last two weeks. McCarthy's been a little bit shaky. I think Michigan pulls this off. I think Ohio State's favored because Harbaugh isn't on the sideline, but at the end of the day, Michigan is just too talented. Well, Michigan's favored by three. Oh, Michigan's favored favored by three? three. Yeah, yeah, three and a half, three, yeah. I think I think Ohio State actually may have opened up as the favorite, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. The advance okay. months months ago, yeah. and stuff, but okay. it's even up. To, it's three and a half. So. Yeah, I believe Michigan will win this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Thanks to Rick Saratella for kicking with us. Great stuff. I always enjoy debating uh, football with Rick Saratella. Rick, uh, hot take, uh, Saratella. Um, you know what? I'll tell you one thing. Rick Saratella's been on top of. He's been saying for the last couple of months that he thinks Drake May will be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And he's not alone. There's a lot of people that are starting to believe that that, uh, that has some legs uh, to it. So a uh, shout-out to our boy, uh, Rick Saratella. I'll tell you what, man, Marquette's defense is just overwhelming the Kansas Jayhawks tonight. They, you know, they're, they, Dude, they've turned the ball over like way – I think they're moving in on about 20 times right now. They usually turn the ball over 13 times a game. They were they were at 17, 18 a couple of minutes ago as, uh, as I looked up. As we were wrapping up uh, with Rick Saratella, 65-51, Marquette, six, uh, six and a half minutes left in this game. So I want to get, there was a ton of stuff I wanted to get to with Saratella, but we didn't because we got into the Jalen Hurts, uh, Mahomes stuff. Can't wait to see the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagle game. We'll see, man. The fact that the Philadelphia Eagles won the game against the team and beat them in the Super Bowl, Thanksgiving week, Maybe the Bills can catch them just a little bit, sort of, you know, not quite as focused as um, as they should be. This is pretty much, we're, you know, I don't want to say a must win for the Buffalo Bills, but we're starting to get there. Like, at some point, the Bills need to win games, like, that they're not supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, going to Cincinnati was a tough spot that night, right? Like, you know what I mean? They, they were underdogs. You know what I'm saying? They're underdogs here, but they've lost games in which they've been favorites. You've got to get those games back, right? If the Buffalo Bills beat um, beat Philadelphia, suddenly they're going to get their confidence back. They're going to be a dangerous team in the AFC, but they've got to beat Philadelphia, right? They're getting three and a half points right now. I thought that it went down to three, and it did briefly, but it seems to be pretty much consensus three and a half everywhere right now. So the big news of the day. Uh, also in the National Football League, Steeler Nation, which is one of the bigger nations in the league. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fire Matt Canada. And I guess it's a good thing for Canadians, actually, because he was giving the country a bad name, right? So they fire uh, Matt Canada. Matt Canada, of course, offensive coordinator of the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a, you know, listen, we saw the Buffalo Bills just fire their coordinator. It seems to be the thing uh, right now when the coach knows he's not going anywhere. Let's blame the offensive coordinator. I think it's more so, listen, anytime somebody gets fired, it's pretty much somebody else's fault that they hired them in the first place, right? That is being sort of overlooked in in a sense. So I have always thought that two things can be right at the same time. Is Matt Canada a good offensive coordinator? No. Is Kenny Pickett a good quarterback? Right? Probably not. Is it the coordinator? Right? I mean, look at Nate Hackett and Zach Wilson. You have a toxic combination of a bad quarterback and a bad coordinator. And I think we have a similar we had a similar situation. Yet they can blame Matt Canada. Yet I think they need to look at themselves in the mirror for taking Kenny Pickett with the with their first round pick. Now, if you look at Kenny Pickett's numbers. And numbers don't always tell the full story. I get it. I get it. And they're winning football games. But look, Najee Harris himself said, yeah, we're winning games, but we kind of suck. And I don't make QBR rating to be the be-all, end-all. Right? There's you know more to it than just numbers. But at the same point in time, the QBR rating is something that people hang their hats on. And Brock Purdy has the best QBR uh, rating in the NFL at 77. Dak Prescott, 73.9. Justin Herbert, 71.7. Josh Allen, 69.9. Patrick Mahomes, 69.4. Jalen Hurt, 64.4. Jared Goff, who's playing as good as anybody, 64. So, you, you know, you get the gist of it here. Quarterbacks that are playing pretty, you know, Josh Allen hasn't had the, it's weird, Josh Allen hasn't had a great year, but his numbers are pretty good. The Bills' numbers are deceptive in a way. But anyways, you get the gist of it. But speaking about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is on a great team, right? And you know he's got a QBR rating of 64.4. Jared Goff, 64. Lamar Jackson, 62. Tua, 61. 
That was my whole point. Nothing against Jalen Hurts, but you know, I don't look at Jalen Hurts as like the standout best quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I don't look at him as the best. But you know, so that's that's the top. That's the top tier right there. Let's go to the bottom tier. Who has the worst QBR rating in the National Football League? And this is a pretty ugly number. Bryce Young, 29.9. Zach Wilson, 31. Ryan Tannehill. So basically, guys that have been benched. Bryce Young's a rookie that's played, you know, he's a kid, he's young, and he has no talent around him. Zach Wilson is pretty much terrible and has been benched at 31. Ryan Tannehill has just lost it. He's past his prime, and it's the end of the road for him. He's been benched. His QBR rating is 32.8. Who's ranked 28th? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's 35.7. So if you look at like the quarterbacks of the neighborhood that Kenny Pickett lives in, Desmond Ritter, 39.3. Daniel Jones, 39.1. Kenny Pickett, 35.7. Ryan Tannehill. So, in other words, only three quarterbacks in the NFL that have played games have worse like QBR ratings than he does. Mac Jones is terrible. He's got a QBR rating of 40. Justin Fields, 44.9. Jordan Love, 47.3. Sam Howell, 48.6. So, you can change the coordinator, but if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris, he's he's okay. He's not, like, great or anything like that. He's just, like, average, Najee Harris. Warren seems to provide more of a spark for them. So, Harris has never really been great or anything like that. The Steelers' offensive line has had issues running the ball for years. They're wide receivers, all right? You've got, you know, Deontay Johnson. Pickens makes some spectacular catches. He also, like, freaks out after every game, right? Like, they're they're not, like, the best roster, per se, on offense. So, I don't know, changing the coordinator, this and that, whatever. I think they have to, like, so you can fire Matt Canada, and that's, that, that made Steeler fan happy. I get it. But at some point, I guess it's a little early, you know what I mean? But you don't get fighters anymore. So this is Kenny Pickett's second year, right? As a as the full blown starter, you know, like at, at some point you have to have the conversation that wow, you know what? Yeah, we fired the coordinator and he needed to go, but you know what? Our quarterback isn't very good, no matter who the coordinator is. Uh, you know, like I said, they want to cover that up. They want to mirror it up. Tomlin's going to get defensive about it because the only damn reason they took Kenny Pickett is because whatever he played at Pitt and they saw him every day and like they shared a facility and stuff. They knew him and they knew him since he was a kid. More like you know what I mean? They got suckered into that. Right? Like what? What you know what I mean? That let's just be real. Like what was Kenny Pickett? The 19th pick of the draft, the 21st pick, whatever the hell it was. I actually won the prop. I knew Pittsburgh was going to take him. It didn't mean I think they, he was going to be good with Pittsburgh, but I knew. Remember he had the smallest hands ever in the history of the NFL combine and stuff? Not a lot of people like Kenny Pickett. We'll put it that way. Like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh went out on their own on that one and said, well, we like him, and let's be real, because he was a freaking Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Panther. And now they're paying the price for it. So you can blame Matt Cannon all you want. Listen, Canada should have been fired because he was like, uh, he had a burner account and he was tweeting negative stuff about Kenny Pickett, defending himself, saying, What do you want Matt Canada to do? Kenny Pickett sucks. They should have fired him then, right? But whatever, they, you know what I mean? They, they're, they're panicking right now. They felt they needed a change. It was, it was getting pretty ugly, too, as we saw. You know, we saw like there's a video of Boswell. Even when you know, you know, it's bad when the like the 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 field goal kicker, the kicker is bad mouthing you. So like you know, clearly there was a breaking point with the Steelers, but to me, it's a Kenny Pickett conversation. It needs to be had. All right, so uh, San Diego, been a you know, it's been a weird off season with managers in baseball. So uh, Mike Schilt is back in. Of course, he was the former Cardinal manager. I got to tell you. I don't know if I can ever recall a manager taking it as hard as he did that he got fired uh, and let go. So I think San Diego is getting a guy that, number one, just loves the game. 
and is just so grateful to get an opportunity. I think it's a positive that you've got a guy that's been around the team that knows the personnel and also is really going to want to be like on everybody's good side. I don't, you know, what I mean, from from a hiring standpoint, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but you know, there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had moving forward here, and that gets to uh, to Juan Soto and what 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 is going to be the team. Because let's be real, it's not like they have a ton of money right now suddenly. So as far as the hiring is concerned, it's a nice hire. You hired a guy that's a good manager. Guy won manager of the year, right? I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy won National League manager of the year before. Um, he was successful with the Cardinals. He got into it with them. They blamed him. Always a scapegoat. And plus, he's not going to be a guy that's going to demand a ton of money. So it was it was a good fit. But Juan Soto's going to get traded. Right, there's Seattle. There's a lot of Seattle talk that's popping up. I think Seattle want to make a splash, but I don't think they have the old money, the the Otani money splash stuff. In hindsight, Soto probably should have taken the money from the Nationals. It was all just about money. But Julio Rodriguez and Soto together in a lineup makes a lot of sense. So that that's something that's popping up today. And over the last couple of days, uh, Seattle, the Yankees have been connected to Soto. I don't know if Steinbrenner will do it. I kind of, I, you know, I'm buying into the, uh, I'm buying into the uh, the Seattle stuff as far as Soto is concerned. I don't think they're going to want to deal him to like to a National League team. It makes sense. It's the end of the American League. Soto will be happy. Seattle will pay him, and uh, it's a win-win for everybody. And the talk was that San Diego would get Teoscar Hernandez. To sort of to 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 fill that uh, to fill that void. The other talk today, and there's always going to be crazy talk when it comes to the Dodgers. The, the Otani sweepstakes continue. The negotiations continue. The talk continues behind the scenes. But there were reports. I don't think that the Angels would do it, but there are reports that the Dodgers are also interested in Mike Trout. That they would they would do like a dual type of thing, like a dual signing if they could pull it off. But like I said, you're going to hear a lot of crazy things over the next uh, couple of weeks. But this stuff is eventually going to happen. I would imagine, you know, Otani. Most of these big deals get done. Sometimes they go past Christmas, but organizations when they're going to spend all this money on a player, they like to be able to do it before the holiday season. So they can get the season ticket sales out there. They can get some merch out there. They can get the ball rolling, right? You don't want to sign someone for $600 million three days before the season starts, right? Or like, you know, in, in you know, the time, you know, we're getting there. First week of December type of deal. I think we're still a couple of weeks away from the real, the real thing starting to happen. But we're saying there is movement. There is talk. There is like stuff is happening. Otani's people basically told people, if you leak anything, we won't even, like, talk to you ever again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we're to the three-minute warning. I wanted to get to this. Um, a jersey warning in the second half of Victor Wembanyama's NBA debut against the Dallas Mavericks sold. Uh, 
at uh, Sotheby's, the auction house, for $762,000. The pre-auction estimate was it was going to be between 80 and 120. It's a record for any NBA rookie jersey ever. Uh, Zion Williamson's jersey sold for $80,000. The all-time record for a rookie uniform is $3.6 million. Uh, uh, dollars, uh, Kobe Bryant uh, uniform, but this was sold after he uh, unfortunately passed away. So, wow, seven hundred sixty-two thousand, uh, seven hundred sixty-two thousand dollars for uh, for this jersey. He's going to be a uh, a merch king. Yeah, I'm just wondering. So, how did how did somebody? I'd like to know the backstory. How did somebody get this jersey? So what, did he give it to some kid and then the kid just auctioned it off for 762 k Did he auction it off? Is he getting a piece of this? And man, I swear, I remember Pete Rose years ago when he got a 4,000 hit uh, with the Montreal Expos. This was in like in the freaking 80s, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, like not even the late 80s, like the early 80s, <laughs> you know? And Pete Rose, like, was taking his jersey off after every inning. And, you know, this is a way ahead of the uh, a way ahead of his time. And his teammates asked him, what the hell are you doing? And why are you changing your jersey all the time? And he said, I want to be able to sell these as the game that I got my 4,000th hit in. And think about, like, Pete Rose. Say what you will about Pete, but Pete's the ultimate hustler that he was ahead of his time with this. And now... Like, now you can buy the base from, like, every inning in, in the World Series and stuff like that. But I'd like to know where the hell this jersey actually came from. $762,000 for Victor Wembenyama's uh, game-worn jersey from his first-ever game in the NBA. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 